0: Welcome to the Decorum Talking newspaper for the week ending Saturday 1st of April. This is Andrew and your other readers are Cherry, Kevin and Jane. The editor this week is Kevin, our technician this week is Martin. This week is team two. Most of our news items are taken from the Hemel Hempstead, Berkhamsted, and Train Gazette and Express newspaper. All telephone numbers are on the local code of 01442 unless stated otherwise. This week's headline is Teenagers Sentenced for Paper Mill Fire. These and other stories follow.
1: Hello, I'm Cherry. Teenagers Sentenced for Paper Mill Fire. The boys responsible for the devastating Frogmore Paper Mill Fire have been sentenced at court. On Thursday, March 23rd, two teenage boys aged 15 from Hemel Hempstead were given 12 month referral orders at St. Albans Youth Court. The teenagers who cannot be named for legal reasons admitted to arson charges related to the devastating fire which wrecked the first mechanized paper mill at an earlier hearing. The Apsley site, which is 700 square meters, required around the clock effort from the volunteers and staff to save artifacts that were nearly destroyed. On 22nd January 22, it took several crews from the Hertfordshire Fire and Rescue Service hours to put out the blaze. Conditions of the referral order mean that the two culprits must meet with a youth offender panel and participate in community activities designed to stop future future offending. This is the maximum amount of time a referral or order can be imposed for. Also, the 15-year-olds must pay £600 in costs and a victim surcharge of £21 each. Firefighters received multiple calls regarding the fire during the afternoon from concerned residents who spotted the blaze. Hertfordshire Constabulary helped secure a perimeter for the fire service and closed nearby roads. A large emergency response was needed to eventually quash the devastating blaze. Frogmore Paper Mill will forever be changed as a result of the fire and a substantial amount of the damage was caused to its visitors centre. Hertfordshire police discovered the blaze started because the boys had used a lighter to start a fire, which quickly got out of control. Police investigator Deborah Newham said, I hope that any young person who is considering playing with fire sees this case and thinks twice. This incident demonstrates the consequences of reckless behaviour, and although I know the boys involved never meant to cause such devastation, they had no thought for what might happen when they started the fire and how quickly the flames would spread. The fire, which was battled by dozens of firefighters, destroyed precious artwork and historic documents from the famous paper mill, as well as causing millions of pounds worth of damage. Thankfully, no-one was injured in the fire.
2: OK, now some news from the West Hearts NHS Trust. The new leader of West Hearts Teaching Hospital NHS Trust has received an unusual accolade just eight months into his post. Matthew Coates was named as one of Health Service Journal's Top 50 NHS Chief Executives. He took up the position in July 2022, having previously held senior roles in the Department for Health, Home Office and Cabinet Office, following 15 years' experience in hospital management. Since he joined last summer, Westarts Teaching Hospital NHS Trust has won praise for its virtual hospital, accelerated its robot-assisted surgery programme and pressed on with its redevelopment plans. Money has also been allocated to deliver additional diagnostic services and planned surgery has also been confirmed. Trust chairman, Phil Townsend, said Matthew was an exceptionally strong candidate from the start and has absolutely hit the ground running, as well as bringing new focus to our rebuild plans and shaping the way the local health system works. He's also determined to drive up performance and reduce waiting times for our patients. Matthew balances his passion for innovation with his, his desire to create a fantastic culture for staff where their well-being is front and centre. It's easy to say the right things on an application form, but Matthew really is bringing his words about, sorry, his words about making a difference at his local hospital trust to life. I am delighted that his success so far and his obvious commitment have been recognised by the Health Service Journal after such a short time in post. Judges were asked to choose the top 50 based on the performance of the organisation run by the CEO, their contribution to the wider healthcare system and the personal example they set to peers and employees. They were asked to mainly rate CEOs on their likely impact during the next 12 months but past performance was taken into account. HSJ's editor Alistair McClellan said Matthew's inclusion in the top 50 after just eight months as a Chief Executive is highly unusual and a tribute to the example he has already set and the impact judges expect him to have on the trust performance.
3: Hello, this is Jane. A man from Hemel Hempstead has been charged in connection to a series of burglaries committed at convenience stores and petrol shops in Decorum. Hertfordshire Constabulary has announced today, 29th of March, that Ashley Clairson, 31 from Hemel Hempstead, has been charged with conspiracy to commit burglary with intent to steal. He is due to appear at St Albans Crown Court on Monday, the 24th of April. Between 26 January 2023 and 24 March 2023, multiple convenience stores and petrol garages were targeted and broken into, the police force has confirmed. Chief Inspector for Decorum, Jason Keane, said, I hope this result provides reassurance to our local community and in particular to our local businesses. Our investigation still continues at this time and anybody with information is asked to phone 101.
0: Children's services in Hertfordshire were rated overall as outstanding in a recent Ofsted report. An inspection in January judged Hertfordshire County Council services worthy of the top overall mark. In a report published in March, children's experiences were considered outstanding the impact of staff have on children and their families received the same grade. A good rating was attributed to the local authorities work with children who need protection and the experiences of those who leave care. Inspectors describe Hertfordshire social workers and practitioners as experienced and skilled and praise their commitment to children noting the positive relationships they have with the children. They noted that social workers enjoy working in Hertfordshire, find their work rewarding and that those new to the authority feel welcomed and supported. Councillor Fiona Thompson said, I am so pleased that Ofsted have recognised the fantastic work our children's services teams do to support young people and their families. This outstanding rating puts us among the best in the country and it's all down to the amazing work of our staff. They really are outstanding and I'm delighted that the inspectors have seen their commitment and professionalism and recognise that the County Council is a great place to work. The report says they take their corporate parenting responsibilities very seriously and champion children's services across the Council and with partner agencies. Leaders are ambitious for Hertfordshire's children. Rigorous self-evaluation and effective performance management underpin a drive for continuous improvement. Inspectors credited the multi-agency, strength-based model used by the Council. Further credit was given for the joined-up working between professionals, adopters and foster carers. Children experiencing exploitation are supported by dedicated and experienced workers who are persistent in their attempts to engage, support and protect them from harm. Some of the referrals delivered by the Council could be delivered in a more timely manner, the report added. Supervision and management oversight of practice in care leavers services and their access to their health reports were
1: also highlighted as areas that could be improved. Supporting those facing rising costs. Dens, Liberty Tea Rooms and Christians Against Poverty have announced an exciting partnership to support local people facing financial difficulties. Funded by the Trussell Trust, the financial empowerment programme aims to help those who access the decorum food bank or may be at risk of needing the service to manage their financial situation and provide practical support so they are less likely to need the food bank in the future. The programme will provide free on-the-ground support throughout decorum to people accessing the food bank and other services like community fridges. Individuals will be offered a range of services including tailored budgeting advice and support, ensuring they are receiving the correct benefits and life skills and money management workshops focusing on how to maintain a tenancy, manage bills, eat healthily for less and improve well-being. More in-depth debt counselling will be available on a one-to-one basis for those with significant issues to support them to manage their debt and long-term become debt-free. Wendy Lewington, chief executive at DEN said, We're delighted to be working in partnership with our friends at Liberty Tea Rooms and Christians Against Poverty to provide this much needed service. We're all very aware of the impact the cost of living has had on our community. Our aim with this programme is to provide both immediate support for those in crisis as well as working with individuals before they get to crisis point. We are very grateful to the Trussell Trust whose funding means we can make this happen. Despite still being in its early stages, the Financial Empowerment Programme has already helped a number of local people to significantly improve their financial situation and well-being. Owen Cooper, CEO at Liberty Tea Rooms and Community Hub said, "'The Financial Empowerment Programme has helped us to focus on those people living in our community who really need help and professional support. This partnership has ensured that we continue to have the resources to give people hope. Just recently, we have seen two families become totally debt-free. If you or someone you know needs financial support, contact Karen Kelly. Call 0741 562 8701.
2: Okay, this next story is a glimpse of life at uh, HMP The Mount. A mother and daughter who work side by side at a prison near Hemel Hempstead in Buckinghamshire have shared their experiences working alongside one another. Shelley Unwin, 51, and her daughter Amber J. Unwin, 30, work together at HMP The Mount in Bovingdon. Shelley works as an operational service grade an o s g which means she helps with the day-to-day running of the prison and has three grown-up daughters following Mother's day, the fifty one year old shared her experiences spending two decades working at a prison. She said celebrations like Mother's Day can be a particularly challenging time for prisoners, particularly if they are missing the chance to see their own mothers or loved ones. It is these moments that it is important to be empathetic and understanding while still having firm boundaries. There are so many local people who can already boast the skills needed to make them a success at the prison service. A career at HMP of The Mount can be extremely rewarding for those who want to have an impact on others and leave a legacy. Shelley's daughter, Amber Jay, started as an OSG like her mum five years ago, where her role initially involved greeting family members, visitors and lawyers, Registering offenders and carrying out security checks and searches. She has since progressed to a role in the business hub as a manager, where she oversees a team who, who help ensure the prison is running as effectively as possible. She said, My mum has worked at HMP the Mount my whole life, and being surrounded by a strong, full time working mum has inspired me in my own career. Working at the prison was a natural move for me. Me and mum both worked as OSGs when I started and considering we are very close, it was easy to work together. My mum has supported me throughout my career. She's always been my role model and has shown me that working at a prison is a great opportunity and not as daunting as it may sound. Applications for OSG and prison officer roles at HMP The Mount are now open. More information can be found on the government website www.prisonandprobationjobs.gov.uk
3: Prince Edward plants tree in tribute to late Queen. Just one day prior to King Charles III naming him as the Duke of Edinburgh, Prince Edward visited a grand manor near Birkenstead. In tribute to his late mother, Queen Elizabeth II, the prince planted a tree at Ashridge House. The tree planting was a crucial part of last year's jubilee celebrations in honour of Queen Elizabeth. An environmentally friendly campaign was launched by the long-standing monarch, which led to millions of trees being planted across the country. On March the 9th, Prince Edward planted a new tree next to the oak planted by his ancestor – Queen Victoria in 1823. He was visiting a grand building which is no stranger to royals, being a former residence of Queen Elizabeth I. Since then, exclusive literary and cultural gatherings were held at the luxury venue by a sophisticated socialite, Lady Marion Alford. At that time, the guest list frequently included British and European royalty. Queen Victoria and her family enjoyed the warm hospitality and beautiful surroundings. Vice President of Ashridge House, Morton Davidson, said, We are delighted to be welcoming more and more visitors to Ashridge House. We are on a journey to restore and renovate the house, so to have a member of the Royal Family visit and meet the team who are working so hard to achieve this goal is wonderful. Children from Little Gadderston Primary School sang Happy Birthday to the Prince, who turned 59 the following day. He was also introduced to students from Berkhamsted School taking part in the Duke of Edinburgh Awards.
0: Hertfordshire County Council has announced that people who live outside of Hertfordshire will no longer be able to use its recycling centres. All 16 centres in the council area will only be available to people who live in the county. A grace period, which the local authority says will last for several weeks, has now started. Hertfordshire County Council wants to ensure that as many centre users as possible are made aware of the change first. This will enable other councils time to adapt to a potential increase in demand for their centres. The council advises that most nearby authorities already have a similar policy to the new order announced in Hertfordshire on March 20th. At a cabinet meeting, councillors agreed to the change in centre usage rules due to an increase in costs. Councillors heard that the costs of services provision were rapidly increasing and the proportion of non-Hertfordshire residents using sites in the county was in excess of 20% It is believed that the number of people from outside of Hertfordshire that were using the recycling sites was increasing. Councillor Simon Ayres said, The decision taken is the start of the process and we will now take steps as resources allow to implement this policy across our recycling centres. Like many other Council-run services, our recycling centres are experiencing additional costs and it is only prudent that we look at all possible forms of mitigation for Hertfordshire taxpayers who are currently paying for waste arising outside of Hertfordshire. We anticipate that once the changes have bedded in, restricting non-resident access will mean less traffic through our centres, leading to an improved experience for our residents. Resident-only policies are commonplace across the region and country with many of our nearest neighbours having had this policy in place for some time. We will now invite all neighbouring councils to dialogue on the potential reciprocal use of centres across borders. Residents are asked to bring appropriate clothing and footwear when heading to the nearest waste centre and the council advises people should only bring amounts of waste that they can comfortably carry.
1: King's Langley coffee shop transformed into a film set. Movie makers took over a coffee shop on Wednesday morning as filming took place for a mystery new feature. Interior scenes for a new film called Spiral were shot in King's Langley's Fred and Ginger coffee from 8am until 1pm. The street was a hive of activity with lights and equipment covering the pavement and crew members busy at work. However, staff remain tight-lipped on what the movie is about or who is starring in it. SP Film Productions has still not confirmed if it is linked to the film Spiral, which was part of the Saw series, released in 2021 and featuring Chris Rock and Samuel L. Jackson. Despite many people coming in and out of the shop who could have been actors or supporting artists, no famous faces were seen. However, access was restricted during filming, so it's possible that an A-lister was sneaking in for takes. Having the production in the high street caused excitement among people walking by. Terry Fiddler, 76, who lives on the outskirts of Kings Langley, said he goes into the coffee shop most days, but the structural engineer wasn't disappointed that he couldn't pop in for a drink and some stargazing. He said, it's good for the village to have filming. It gives the place a real buzz, I'm all for it. Michelle Rolfe, 44 from Apsley who works in customer service was traveling through the village and said, it's nice to see they are using a local area.
2: Uh, Story now for all train spotters. A steam train starring in an upcoming Steve McQueen movie was spotted passing through a local station on its way to a filming location. YouTube channel Henry's Adventures uploaded a video of the 44932 taken from a platform in Kings Langley station last Monday evening. The 44932 was the first of 128 locomotives of its class to be built in Horwich in 1945. It has now taken a role in in Blitz, an upcoming film starring Swarrie Ronan, Harris Dickinson, Erin Kellyman and Stephen Graham, and directed by Twelve Years a Slave Director, Steve McQueen. The film will be released on Apple TV. Filming took place at Hull Railway Station using the train, and further filming appears to be set for Heritage Station, the Bluebell Railway, as the locomotive was headed there from King's Langley. The film is also using Warner Brothers studio Leavesden as a base, according to Film London. Despite the 44932 being built at the close of the war, Blitz will tell the stories of a group of Londoners as the city was bombed during World War II.
3: Adorable dog Hugo, that supports the police and victims of crime, has won an award at the Crofts Dog Show. The pooch volunteers through the Hertfordshire Constabulary Rapport scheme, which sees trained dog owners and their dogs help vulnerable victims and witnesses. They also provide wellbeing support to officers and staff within the force. Two-year-old Hugo, whose competition name is Watercroft Mark I, Competed in the prestigious dog show on Saturday, March the 11th, claiming best boy in the Norfolk Terrier postgraduate dog class. Rapport volunteer PC Joe Healy, who owns Hugo with retired police officer Dee Rayner, said, Since starting his rapport work 14 months ago, Hugo has been a hit with everyone he meets. This was his first time competing at Crufts, so we was so proud to walk away with the best boy title, which is so fitting for him. After the formalities of the competition were over, he was straight back to enjoying cuddles with everyone he met at the show before heading home for a well-earned rest. Since being launched in 2016, Rapport has provided an invaluable service enabling officers through pet therapy to build trust with vulnerable victims and witnesses including children and the elderly.
0: Most pothole claims rejected. Just over 3% of pothole claims in Hertfordshire have been paid out amid £140,000 worth of damage in 10 weeks. Hertfordshire County Council released the figures after a Freedom of Information request by the Watford Observer. Between January the 1st and March the 12th this year, the Council received 760 claim applications that came to £143,485. Of these, only 24 have been paid out at a cost of £5,726. Hertfordshire County Council said some requests on the system are still open or pending. Carl Turner, who had spent £370 on two tyres when they were damaged by a pothole in Presswick Road, South Oxy, branded the figures ludicrous. He said the number of applications show that the council should be spending on the roads. They only resurface small amounts of the road. When they repaired the first pothole on Presswick Road, they should have done the others but they didn't. Mr Turner, whose tyres were damaged on New Year's Eve, had his claim refused. He said, I did have the chance to appeal, but the problem was I had to get the tyres replaced on New Year's Day. I didn't have the option to go anywhere. The man couldn't provide any receipts. It was all done by bank transfer. Mr Turner said another of his tyres was damaged by a different pothole on the same road. It's not worth putting in a claim. You need all this evidence and they make you jump through so many hoops, he added. A spokesman for Harpshire County Council said all claims for damage caused by potholes are investigated. We are only required to pay compensation where there is evidence that we are in breach of our legal duties, for example if we have failed to follow our own maintenance policies, they added. The spokesman added, We will not pay out on claims where we are not at fault, and as a result, most claims we receive are rejected. We aim to determine claims within four weeks, but this may take a little longer following a period of bad weather.
1: Hamel Hempstead School has announced its excitement at joining a growing education trust. Announced today, the 30th of March, the school officially joins the trust on Saturday, the 1st of April, Meaning the board is now responsible for over 6,000 children. SET was founded in 2012 and will now be working with two primaries, an all through school, three secondaries, and an extended secondary institution. It is the seventh school to announce its working with the Scholars Education Trust, in bracket SET. Although all schools retain their own identities, The Trust states it has created a central DNA which all schools are expected to contain. Neil Hassel, head teacher of the Hemel Hempstead School said, we are incredibly excited to be joining Scholars Education Trust. Strong schools working together in collaboration creates more and better opportunities for students and colleagues alike across the Trust to excel and achieve the highest outcomes. We have been made to feel incredibly welcome by our new partners and look forward to great times ahead. A floodlit FA funded 3G
2: pitch for a local school has been given the planning go-ahead. Pupils at King's Langley School in Love Lane will be able to take advantage of a regulation size artificial grass pitch suitable for football, hockey and rugby after a planning application was approved on March the 14th. According to a design and access statement submitted by the Coren Borough Council, the FA have identified a need within the local, local area for a 3G pitch. Use of the pitch will also be available to the wider Kings Langley community, which is required as a condition of the FA Football Foundation framework that awarded the funding. Once the new pitch is complete, it will be large enough, 100 metres by 64 metres, to comply with regulations for 11-a-side 11, for 11 football matches. It will also be surrounded by floodlights, steel perimeter fencing and a spectator area. The plan was first submitted on December the 23rd last year. The co-educational secondary school includes a sixth form and has 1,300 students on roll mostly from Kings Langley Bovingdon Abbot's Langley or Chipperfield although the catchment area does include Watford and Hemel Hempstead it was com- it was complete sorry it was completely rebuilt in 2016
3: King Charles III's coronation is to be broadcast free at Hemel Hempstead Hemel Hempstead Residents can watch a live stream of King Charles III's coronation at a party in a park. The Quarrenborough Council has set up a weekend of free events and activities to celebrate the occasion. Firstly, King Charles' ceremony will be broadcast on a big, big screen in Gaybridge Park. Accompanying the cinema-style screening will be coronation-themed arts and crafts, a mini petting zoo, face painting, fairground rides and crazy golf. There will also be a range of interactive entertainment acts to keep everyone amused, including stilt walkers, balloon modelling and bubble fun. A range of food and drink will be available, provided in partnership with Old Pemmel Old Town Market. On Sunday the 7th of May, the Old Town Market will be open from 11am until 3pm. From around 4pm onwards, there will be family films on the big screen in Gaybridge Park, followed by a live screening of the Coronation Concert from Windsor.
0: Obituaries and family announcements. William George Final. Bill, aged 77, passed away on the 28th of February. The funeral service at West Hearts Crematorium, North Chapel. Donations to British Heart Foundation or Cancer Research contact Jay Warley on 253-465. Jacqueline Kinsey, aged 81, passed away 20th of March. Funeral at Sacred Heart Church, Berkhamster, 24th of April at 10am. Donations to Alzheimer's UK and Hospice of St. Francis. Inquiries to Malcolm Jones and Metcalfe on telephone 864-548. Richard Edward Woolven passed away 18th of February aged 83 funeral service at Chilton Crematorium The Hampton Chapel on Wednesday the 5th of April at 10:15 a.m. May they all rest in peace.
1: What's on the week ahead music songs from jazz country court theatre Tring April mm. the 2nd T.J. Johnson and his band will take goers on a dusty trail from the smoky jazz dives of New Orleans through the foot-tapping honky-tonk of Texas to the gin-soaked speakeasies of New York. Visit courttheatre.co.uk to book. Stage. Serial Killer Next Door, Grove Theatre Dunstable, April the 4th. Emma Kenny looks at what led to the actions of killers like Ted Bundy, John Wayne Gacy, Jeffrey Dahmer, and John Paul Knowles, and what might have stopped them. Visit GroveTheatre.co.uk to book. Okay, thinking of going to the theatre.
2: The Lost Spells at Watford Palace Theatre, March the 28th to April the 8th. The new epic musical is adapted from the best-selling book by writer Robert McFarland and artist Jackie Morris. A girl with no name finds a magical book of spells that conjures up a wild world. Moths appear from nowhere, owls light up in the dark, and a red fox leads the way down a rabbit hole to a brand new wonderland. On a journey, she meets a host of wonderful characters on a fantastical adventure. She learns the dandelion time, meets a boy who turns into a seal, flies with a band of jackdaws and battles with conkers on a quest to find that which was once lost. Audiences are promised a fun, wild and boisterous adventure ideal for ages six and over. Visit watfordpalacetheatres.co.uk or call the box office on 01923 225 671. And another one at the Old Town Theatre from April the 1st, a fun interactive f- and featuring original songs, Animals, promises to be an empowering and uplifting performance about animals, humans and nature, celebrating wildlife and makes big things feel possible. Visit oldtownhemel.co.uk to book.
3: <clears throat> strictly Ballroom, the musical, Milton Keynes Theatre, April the 3rd to the 8th. Based on Baz Luhrmann's award-winning film phenomenon, Strictly Ballroom, the musical is heading to Milton Keynes, starring Strictly Come Dancing favourite Kevin Clifton and BBC EastEnders Maisie Smith, directed and co-choreographed by Craig Revel Horwood. The musical follows rebellious young ballroom dancer Scott Hastings, When his radical and daring dance styles see him fall out of favour with the establishment, he and beginner Fran must find the courage to defy tradition. Visit agtickets.com forward slash Milton Keynes to book.
0: Films at the cinema this week include, uh, note all popular films are provided to cinemas with an audio description track. Please mention your requirements at the time of booking. The Life of Pi, National Theatre Live, 2023. Puppetry, magic, and storytelling combine in a unique Olivier Award-winning stage adaptation of the best-selling novel. After a cargo ship sinks in the middle of the vast Pacific Ocean, a 16-year-old boy named Pi is stranded on a lifeboat with four other survivors, a hyena, a zebra, an orangutan and a royal Bengal tiger. Time is against them and nature is harsh. Who will survive? Filmed live in London's West End and featuring state-of-the-art visuals, the epic journey of endurance and hope is brought to life in a breathtaking new way for cinema screens.
1: A.T. for Brady. A.T. for Brady is inspired by the true story of four best friends, living life to the fullest when they take a wild trip to the 2017 Super Bowl to see their hero, Tom Brady, play. Starring Academy Award nominee Lily Tomlin, uh, Academy Award winner Jane Fonda, Academy Award winner Rita Moreno, and Academy Award winner Sally Field, with seven-time Super Bowl champion and producer Tom Brady. Okay, A good person... Daniel, played by Morgan Freeman, is brought together
2: with Alison, played by Florence Pugh, the once thriving young woman with a bright future who was involved in an unimaginable tragedy that took his daughter's life. As grief-stricken Daniel navigates raising his teenage granddaughter and Alison seeks redemption, they discover that friendship, forgiveness and hope can flourish in unlikely places.
3: Hallelujah. Hallelujah is a warm and deeply moving story about old age. When the geriatric ward in a small Yorkshire hospital is threatened with closure, the hospital decides to fight back by galvanising the local community. They invite a news crew to film their preparations for a concert in honour of the hospital's most distinguished nurse. What could go wrong? Alleluia celebrates the spirit of the elderly patients whilst paying tribute to the deep humanity of the medical staff, battling with limited resources and ever-growing demand.
0: Film Society volunteer role could be the right movie for you. Community Action Decorum support a wide range of charities and community groups throughout the Decorum area. One such group is the Berkhamsted Film Society. The Berkhamstead Film Society are an active and friendly society with around 200 members. They meet in the Civic Centre Berkhamstead and screen about 17 films a season, with the season running from September to May each year. Most of the films are screened for two nights running to give people a greater opportunity to come along. Films are selected by the Society Committee and include suggestions from members. Membership to the Society costs £40 a year for a single membership or £75 a year for a joint membership and new members can enjoy a £5 discount. Non-members are also welcome at the screenings and can pay £5 on the desk. If you are interested in getting more involved in the Film Society, they are currently looking for a marketing and PR volunteer to help them produce marketing materials and promote their film nights through their social media. If you are interested in volunteering with the Berkhamstead Film Society or if you would like to find out what other volunteering opportunities there are in the area, get in touch with the Volunteer Centre today. You can call us on 01442 247 209 or email volunteering at You can also pop in to see us in the roundhouse the round building outside Boots in Hemel Town Centre. We are open Monday to Friday, 10 a.m. to 3 p.m. If you're not based in Hemel, we also have outreach sessions in Tring on the first Friday of the month and in Berkhamsted on the second Tuesday of the month.
1: Museum job search. A museum in Decorum is searching for a new communications director. The Decorum Heritage Trust which is the accredited museum for the borough of decorum, is advertising an unpaid full-time role. Also, the museum is after a new trustee to join its board. A spokesman for the trust said, this is a unique opportunity to shape and lead the museum's communication strategy and narrative, being an ambassador for the work of the museum and the collection in decorum and beyond. Interested parties are encouraged to contact the Volunteer Centre by calling 247209 or emailing volunteering at communicationsdecorum.org.uk. People can visit the Centre, which is the round building outside Boots in Hemel Hempstead Town Centre. It is open Monday to Fridays, 10am to 3pm.
2: Cats Protection in Decorum want to find a loving new home for well-behaved Poppy the cat. And they've penned a personal advert for the five-year-old in the hope an animal lover can give her a new home. Hello, my name is Poppy. I'm a very friendly little lady now looking for my forever home. I'm five years old and though I say it myself, I'm very well-behaved. I love to keep my foster company and to have playtime, especially with a toy. So you will need to keep up with me. I do enjoy a good stroke to my head and a chin rub. Although I'm not a lap cat, I do love sleeping near my foster and having the good curl up and cuddles. I would love to have access to a secure garden after my settling in period, away from main roads and through roads. I would be happier in an adult family environment as the only pet.
3: Tring has been named the best place to live in Hertfordshire in a new poll conducted by a popular lifestyle website. Muddy Stilettos holded a poll asking its readers which place in the county offered the best work-life balance. Readers of the award-winning luxury lifestyle website were asked to pick their favourite village, town or city in 28 UK counties. Hertfordshire readers picked Tring as the best place to live. Berkhamsted was third among the ten candidates. Using reader feedback, Muddy Stilettos has compiled its top 250 best places to live guide. From towns to villages, hamlets to commuter favourites, each of the initial 250 locations were independently researched and picked by the Muddy Stilettos editorial team. In Hertfordshire the market town of Tring won top spot for its characterful high street packed with independent businesses proximity to the Chilterns countryside as well as its renowned natural history museum. Popular local businesses include a newly opened wine bar, craft beer and gin bar, fine dining restaurant, craft bakery, lively cafes, local bookshop and a permanent pop-up shop for local artists and makers, which all add to the lively buzz of this family-friendly town. With a clutch of good and outstanding state primary schools, a secondary school and the well-known independent Tring Park School for the Performing Arts, it was seen as a good location for families. Muddy Stiletto's full breakdown of Hertfordshire Places can be found on their website.
0: An augmented reality egg hunt trail will be available for families in Hemel Hempstead over the Easter holidays. Between the 31st of March to the 16th of April, families will be able to explore Hemel Old Town High Street on a hunt with a difference. Decorum Borough Council and the Hemel Old Town Traders Association by delivering the activity via the Loyal Free app. Participants must use the app to discover Easter eggs at various locations. By simply finding the posters and scanning the AR markers using their smartphone camera, families can witness an Easter egg appearing right before their eyes. Complete the trail by finding all of the eggs and scanning each marker by 16th of April to be entered into a prize draw for a chance to win a voucher which can be redeemed against a number of outlets on Town High Street. Decorum Borough Council is encouraging all participants to share photos of their Easter adventure on social media using the hashtag L-F-E-G-G-H-U-N-T. Hemel Old Town Traders' Association Chairman Brian Green said, We are very excited to offer this amazing Easter egg hunt through the traders of the Old Town, using new augmented technology linked to the shops via the Loyal Free app. Good luck to everyone and enjoy this unique adventure. Decorum Borough Council's James Doe, Strategic Director, added, We are delighted to continue supporting our local high streets with the Loyal Free app And hope that residents and visitors enjoy all that the local area has to offer all families have to do to get involved is download the loyal free app for free and head to the trails section the application can be found at www.loyalfree.co.uk brains
1: buzz at chess for climate a former British under-21 chess champion took on 15 players at once in a double whammy event of soap Open Door, aimed at tickling the little grey cells while getting young people to think about climate change. It was organised by Leslie Tate, 74, who started playing at the age of nine and who won the title in Hastings as a teenager. So was the one-time champion who identifies as non-binary on form, and how did, so was the one-time champ who identifies as non-binary on form? And how did they rate their opponents? There was a wonderful appreci- appreciative social atmosphere in the room, Leslie says. One ten-year-old boy was good. He and one old adult, beat me. I'd like to stress this was played as a learning experience. I talked to some contestants about their best moves and allowed others to reverse their decisions. I'd forgotten how demanding this sort of event is and I played some weaker moves in the the last half an hour. Contestants were given cards containing chess advice as well as everyday suggestions for tackling climate change. Leslie believes chess helps with concentration, memory, how to learn opening moves from books, visualization of future positions, prediction plus mental stamina, and the aesthetic appreciation of beautiful moves. It is a prediction game, and we need to use our chess brains to think ahead about climate change, read the science and head off the problem. Leslie first became aware of the challenges facing the planet in 2007 after reading the fourth Intergovernmental Panel on Climate Change report. I've read all the subsequent reports and many other relevant scientific articles. It is very, very serious and not enough is being done. Suggestions to become proactive include changing energy providers, switching from banks funding fossil fuels, avoiding flying, using public transport, cutting down on meat and dairy and going vegetarian or vegan, lobbying your MP and council for a Green New Deal and joining a group like Friends of the Earth, Greenpeace, Global Justice, Now and Transition Town Networks. The next Chess for Climate event at Open Door Berkhamsted will be on Saturday June the 17th from 10.30am to 1pm. The Rectory
2: Lane Cemetery team in Birkhamsted is inviting the local community to join them in Earth Day 2023 for an afternoon showcasing the work of volunteers. The group are looking after the three acre green space on their doorstep and there are opportunities available for those who are interested in becoming a cemetery volunteer for the first time. On Saturday the 22nd of April you can explore the site, chat with volunteers and even assist with some practical tasks if you've come prepared. You will be able to learn about current projects and how you can offer your time to help nature to thrive in the cemetery. We welcome anyone to get involved adds project manager Dr James Moore. Join our weekly working party and enjoy making friends outdoors. Come as a family, as a school or as a business On a one-off or on a regular basis, you can work as a team or alone, using gardening for your mental and physical health.
3: Life on tap. Perhaps the least surprising news of the past week was the fact that the United Kingdom has slipped down the rankings in the World Happiness Report. In case you haven't already read the report, which ranks roughly 150 countries based on the wellness well-being of its citizens, we've dropped two places in the league table to 19th. If I'm being completely honest, something that a former Cub Scout such as this one always strives to be, I'm more than a little surprised that we've made it into the top 20 given that we've had to deal with what we've had to deal with in the recent years. Still scared by the effects of Covid and multiple lockdowns, we haven't had a great deal to smile about lately. Seemingly endless strikes, record-breaking energy prices which mean monthly winter bills now compared to a cheap week away in the sun, not that those weeks are cheap anymore these days, and a succession of comically inept governments have all contributed to a collective glumness. As someone who has dedicated their working life to the news, even I find the endlessly grim headlines a bit too much these days. The and finally, slot at the end of the 10 o'clock news always seemed to be a bit lighter in Trevor MacDonald's day. Where there was skateboarding, Where are the skateboarded 90 year olds and the dogs that say sausages when we really need them? A lot has changed since Sir Trevor's heyday. While life has never been a bed of roses for the working man and woman, the first two decades of the 21st century and the many advances that have accompanied it haven't seen life become any easier. Far from it. Yes, we are all living longer and seeing the world has never been easier, but life doesn't seem to be anywhere near as much fun as it used to be for so many of us. Perhaps it has something to do with the ever-dwindling number of pubs, or maybe the pressure of having to find something interesting to say about our mundane lives for our countless social media accounts.
0: There was a time when the nation laughed together. Programs such as the Two Ronnies and Morgan Wise were watched by millions of people at the same time each week in the days before we had video recorders, never mind catch-up or on-demand. Such event television united the huge proportion of the population who tuned in religiously and gave them all something to talk about the following day. These days catching up on the latest must-watch shows can actually be hugely stressful for those who don't have anything better to do with their time. Also, where are the whistlers these days? I remember a time when every old boy used to whistle a cheery tune, not that they were always in tune, but they were noticeably happy while they delivered their milk and bags of coal, or if you were really lucky, manure for the old man's prize roses. Nordic countries, Finland, Denmark and Iceland, occupy the top three positions in the Happy League, with those in the know putting this down to residents of those nations feeling looked after by those in power, and not just because they all do a great line in natty knitwear. In the case of Finland, which has boasted the happiest folk for the past six years, The state provides an admired welfare system, not to mention an urban planning strategy which goes a long way to supporting the well-being of those who live in towns and cities there. Who knows whether we will ever get to the point where we can say that we are as happy as the finish, but we must not lose sight of the fact that our lot is much better than that of those who live in Afghanistan, Lebanon and Sierra Leone, the three unhappiest countries in the world.
1: Sport, Super Storm are champions. Hemel Storm have secured the NBL Division 1 title with a 107 to 77 win at Team Newcastle University. Knowing a win would be enough to seal the title, Storm dominated throughout for a spectacular win that also maintained their 100% record. The first quarter was an even start to the game, with Storm using their ability to score around the basket, but Newcastle were useful around the basket and only trailed 25 to 30 at the end of the first. Storm started the second quarter with a vital scoring run, which was able to slow the energetic Newcastle team down. A highlight play saw star man Arian Ray slam the ball home under intense defence, Storm going into the half-turn break, winning convincingly 46-61. to 61. The third quarter was mostly about defending their lead from a Storm perspective and continuing to extend the points gap to an uncatchable margin. The 15-0 run from Storm gave them much more room to relax and continue to defend their own basket, as well as they had been doing for the first two quarters. It was defensively Storm's best quarter, as they limited Newcastle to only 13 points throughout the whole period, while scoring 24 of their own. Storm went into the final period winning 59-85. The hard work Storm had put in for the three quarters meant they could lower the tempo slightly and play out the remainder of the game, Although continuing to shoot the ball well, Storm rotated the quad regularly, squad regularly, meaning that the substitutions were always providing an extra boost of energy to push them over the line. Overall, this game summed up how the whole season has been for Storm. Each player contributed and gave a great account of themselves as a team. The skill and experience has definitely helped Storm shine and has been a main contributing factor as to why they've won three trophies. Storm will complete their regular league season this weekend with two home games. Firstly, they face team Solent Kestrels on Saturday at 7pm when Storm fans will welcome home their champions. Sunday sees Worthing Thunder come to Hemel with a 5pm tip. Both games are key to keep the momentum going into the playoffs. Top scorers Taylor Johnson, 26, Hakeem Silla, 25, and Aaron Ray, 15.
2: Now, some football news. But Hampstead were made to wait a little longer to be crowned champions as they suffered a surprise 3 1 defeat at Hartford Town on Saturday. Hartford took the lead four minutes before the break when player manager Ben Hurd's fine cross was headed home by Jess waller Larson, And then nine minutes after half-time, it got even better for the hosts with a fine finish. On 69 minutes, the visitors got themselves back in the game through Josh Chamberlain, but four minutes into stoppage time, Hartford sealed their win thanks to Tammy Ogonowo. It means Burke Hampstead can instead seal the title on their own patch, where they have a 100% record this season when they host Kidlington on Saturday.
3: hemel Hempstead Town cling on to a faint hope of reaching the National League South playoffs. A 3-0 win at home to Concord Rangers on Saturday, leaving them six points off the top seven.
0: Late refereeing decision frustrates Kings Langley. Kings Langley were left to rue another refereeing decision as their attempts to lift themselves away from danger were frustrated in a one-all draw at home to Basford United on Saturday. Chris Winton's side began in style and Sammy Besadi forced keeper Kieran Preston into a smart save and Wilson de Carvalho's header was narrowly over before Liam Sol's pinpoint cross from the left was tapped in at the far post by de Carvalho in the 32nd minute. Andros Georgiou was unlucky not to double the lead ten minutes into the second period when he thundered a fierce strike against Preston's right-hand post as King's form continued. But the story was to change as Kevin Bastos went down somewhat easily under a stride-for-stride run and the referee pointed to the spot. Anthony Dwyer converted the penalty and Basford's tails were up, while their hosts seemed stunned by the somewhat harsh decision. However, United were to follow the Kings' lead and were unable to take the chances created as the game strayed into added-on time. Then Kings were to realise they'd seen nothing yet in terms of poor refereeing decisions as De Carvalho's driving run was halted as he was manhandled to the ground in the penalty area, only for the referee to award a free kick outside the box. Although Georgiou hit a superb effort through the wall, the outstretched boot of keeper Preston diverted the ball over. That proved to be the last action and Kings were left to reflect on the fine margins and the bizarre refereeing decisions that have dogged their season and might yet have a huge impact on survival.
1: This week in history, March the 29th 1912, Captain Robert Falcon Scott died in Antarctica, returning from his expedition to the South Pole. March the 30th, 1964, the seaside resort of Clacton was the scene of pitched battles by gangs of mods and rockers.
2: March the 31st, 1939, Britain and France pledged to support Poland against any aggression from Hitler's Germany. On this day last year, Research ship RRS Sir David Attenborough completed ice trials during its maiden voyage in Antarctica, a key milestone in the vessel's commissioning.
3: April the 1st 1965, Greater London came into being, comprising the City of London plus 32 metropolitan boroughs. April the 2nd 1947, the Royal Military Academy at Sandhurst was formed. On this day last year, Will Smith resigned from the Academy after slapping Chris Rock at the Oscars, saying he had betrayed the trust of the Academy. April 3, 1922, Joseph Stalin was appointed General Secretary of the Communist Party in Russia. On this day last year, a new treatment for liver cancer, which isolates the organ and bathes it in chemotherapy, was found to be effective in almost 90% of patients.
0: We have come to the end of this week's news. Sunrise and sunset times for this weekend are sunrise 6.42 and sunset 19.31, giving 12 hours and 49 minutes of daylight we currently have a waxing gibbous moon. If you would like to give us any feedback or you have a news story or know an event taking place soon that you think would be suitable for our listeners, please get in touch by email to secretary at dtnhemel.org.uk. For those with access to the internet, our news is uploaded to our website soon after the recording each week on Thursday evening. This can be found by visiting dtnhemel.org.uk. For those who are listening to this week's news via a memory stick, after the music, there is the amenities section that gives details of various group and contact details of organisations. Please remove your memory stick carefully from the player and return it to us in the pouch provided. Seal it up carefully, turn the label over and post it back to us using any Royal Mail post box, no stamp is required. Until next time, it's goodbye from all of tonight's team.